Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. When you connect to the silence within you, that is when you can make sense of the disturbance going on around you. Stefan Richards. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, we're going to be talking about manifestation. This is one of those topics that I've been wanting to talk about on my channel for a while. It's one of those topics that I feel like we've kind of breached on in like little pockets of time here and there, but never really fully like dived into. If you guys still want a video on this, by the way, just let me know. I can still do it. I just figured we would start with the podcast because I don't know, it's just like such an easy way to talk for a long extended period of time to you and with you. So as always, I went on Instagram and asked you guys if you guys had any questions or like thoughts and ideas, things that you wanted to share on the topic. And you guys asked so many great questions and basically covered all of the bases that I was going to go over. So I'm going to basically create this whole podcast episode as a stream of all of the questions with the most, I would say, popularity. So these are all of the questions that I got most often. So even if I didn't say your username, I promise you I'm trying to get to as many of you guys in these as possible. So just make sure ask next time around. But this time around, I just tried to pick ones that I noticed were repetitive and we're going to answer from there. So the first one comes in from Jody Clerkin and she wants to know, is there science behind it? This is one of those things that I've done a lot of research in before This is one of those things that when like, you know, when you're just like bored at dinner and you don't know what to do. So I like to read like articles while I'm eating and I'll just like research scientific facts behind the law of attraction. And then I'll just like bookmark it. And even though I never really end up going back to those things ever, I keep a bookmark just list of all the things that I like to research in my spare time. And this is one of them. So one of the bookmarks that I went back and found is called the six scientific facts that prove the law of attraction exists. The first fact that they had, I can link this to you guys too. Just let me know if you want it. But the first fact was that the law of attraction has platonic roots as far back as 391 BC, where the famous Greek philosopher Plato noted that like tends towards likes, which is very similar to the slogan that like attracts like, which is pretty much the whole basis behind the law of attraction. It was also in medical journals from like 2007. There was one in particular, it's the Yonsei, Yonsei Medical Journal, and it was done by Korean researchers Ji Young Jung AL, and he found that there was a strong connection between positive thinking and overall life satisfaction within the population. The third fact was that neurologists know that visualizations creates a better future. So scientists working at the Wellcome Trust Center of Neuroimaging and at the Institute of Neurology in London have discovered that people who visualize a better future are more likely to be able to bring that future into existence. This is, of course, exactly what the law of attraction pretty much tells us as humans to do is to visualize the future that you want, and then you can create it there. The fourth fact is that psychologists support the use of affirmations. So an affirmation is even if you're not like feeling it in that moment, you say it and you say it until you're able to attach a meaning to something. An affirmation could be something like I am successful or I am a loving human being or I attract 
great things into my life. And you would say it. And it's one of those corny things that I feel like you either love affirmations or you don't. Fifth fact is that mirror neurons help to explain the spread of good vibrations. A large part of the law of attraction is learning how to be open and happy and to use those vibrations on that higher frequency to then be a positive like response or get a positive response from other people and from life around you. The way in which we spread good attitudes towards other people and attract kindness, generosity, and success can be partially explained due to the reference of mirror neurons. So what that means is that we tend to mirror what we observe. So if you are trying to attract things into your life, even if you're just trying to attract more love or kindness, when you give love and kindness, people are more natural to mirror image you back. It's like built into our DNA. And then the sixth fact is that genetics show that limiting beliefs are inherited so that you shouldn't feel guilty for having limited beliefs, but rather work to identify and then change them. Cutting edge genetic research shows that you shouldn't blame yourself for having negative beliefs that can stop you from manifesting effectively, but that instead you basically just need to find where they're rooting from and just start rewiring your brain. So those are the scientific facts that I had bookmarked, but again, there's so much research done behind this. You can never run out and I highly recommend spending your dinner time reading it over. (laughs) But I'm going to move on to the next question, which comes in from Caitlin112299, wanting to know, how do you manifest things that you don't want away from your life? Okay. So I feel like I need to make a disclaimer here that maybe I should have made earlier. I am no expert in manifestation. I am no guru of any kind. I am not somebody that basically what I'm trying to get at is I don't think I've been on this earth long enough to say that I am an expert at manifestation. So this is all solely coming from the life experience I've had. And I'm only 25, okay? I want you to know that. So just take everything I'm saying today with a grain of salt. Take it as maybe a planting seed to go do some research and some experimenting with it yourself. I just want to make this disclaimer that all of the things I'm saying today are not coming from a place of me thinking I'm an expert in any way, but just me coming from a place of my own life experience and trying to manifest the life that... I have created and I'm wanting to create for myself and just sharing a little piece of, I guess, myself with you guys. So how do you manifest things that you don't want away from your life? My opinion on that is I'm a big, big believer in visualization. And I think that when we tend to believe bad things can happen or will happen, they tend to happen because we're looking for it. And when we want to manifest away bad things, we need to basically stop training our brains to look for problems and to start instead looking for not necessarily solutions, but definitely solutions if you find that you're stuck in a mindset of looking for problems. But once you get past the looking for problems and solutions, to get to a point in our lives where we're just looking for high vibration things, things that make us happy, things that make us feel bliss, things that make us feel even just contentment. We don't always have to necessarily feel happy either. So in manifesting things that you don't want away from your life, try not to look at it that way. Try and look at it instead of what do you want? Instead of thinking like, I don't want to be lonely Think of, I want to be surrounded by friends, which then turns into, I am somebody who has a lot of friends. And that is the affirmation that you would use to not only attract more friends or more friendships or even romantic partners into your life, but to keep away from, I don't want to be lonely. Don't focus on the loneliness Focus instead on the abundance of the opposite of what you're trying to not attract. That sounds so confusing, so I hope that made sense. But 
Whatever you don't want, focus on the opposite of that instead of focusing on the not wanting. So positive.life.growth underscore wants to know how to truly believe. Okay, again, this is where I make this quick disclaimer. This is from personal experience only. I deal with this struggle all the time. I go through phases where I believe manifestation through and through, where I've seen examples of it happen in my life and I'm just in awe. And then I go through phases where I lose that faith and I go through phases where I find it hard to believe that I have that power within me and it becomes really easy to just believe that we're just, you know, human beings that things are happening to and that we don't have any kind of control over it. So I get that. I get the whole struggle with not believing. And I guess my response to that is to allow yourself to be curious instead of thinking that you either have to fully believe in it or you don't believe in it at all or you're like looking for the flaws in the theories, I guess just let yourself stay curious. That's the only in-between state because nothing is ever certain on this planet. How are we to even know what we know, you know? So when we stay curious, we don't shut anything down or off, but we also don't allow ourselves to believe in everything that we see and hear because we're also learning every day and growing and evolving every day. So instead of trying to truly believe, just try and truly be curious and open-minded. Question number three comes in from Tear und Back, wanting to know, Tear und Back? Tear und Back. I'm really hoping I'm saying your guys' usernames right, but she wants to know, are there any little things that you like to manifest into your life? I like to manifest car spots. So, so funny you say that. That is one big thing that I like to try and do too is I always think to myself when I'm about to park somewhere, like instantly I want to get anxious and then I'm like, no, there's just going to be a spot. I just know there is. And then boom, there is a car spot. So I agree with you on that. I also like to manifest places to sit. So when I go to like cafes and stuff, especially here in the city, it gets super busy, but I've been really trying to like go out and work outside of my house. So anytime I go to a cafe, I'm always like, oh God, it's going to be jam-packed. It's going to be jam-packed. But then before I let my hand touch that door, I'm like, nope, there's going to be a spot that's going to open up. I know it. And then by the time that my coffee's ready and I turn around, boom, there's always a spot like right where, like the most perfect spot too. It's not even just like any spot. It's always the spot that you want in the cafe. So those are like the two main ones that I would say I would think of more often on a daily basis. Okay, fourth question, and then we're going to take a quick, quick break, comes from Melissa Sadler wanting to know, how do you manifest love? Did you manifest Arthur? Um, Oh God, guys, I'm going to get gushy. Here we go. How do you manifest love? I have the corniest confession of life to tell you. I journal entried Arthur into existence. Is that lame to admit? I have to be honest, guys. I used to journal about a guy just like Arthur. And when I met Arthur, and Arthur knows this, like I've told him this, like he does not judge me for that at all because he kind of believes it in his own way too. But I used to just write and write and write about this person that I just wanted to meet. Like if I was ordering up a person from the universe I was writing as if that was the person. And I wouldn't say like I wrote to him, okay? It was more so that I was like, hey, universe, what's up? Today, I'm feeling like a really single lady and I'm wishing that I wasn't so single. So instead of thinking that, I'm instead thanking you for sending me a coffee-loving, handsome hunk of a man that's gonna wanna create with me every day. And then it took a long time, okay? It wasn't an overnight process. I'm talking back when I lived in Kingston, Ontario, before I even lived in Toronto, yet to say before I was even traveling, before I was even solo traveling, and then would have been able to even meet Arthur a year ago. 
This was literally like years ago that I was writing these things. And so how do you do it? You just keep doing it. You keep just ordering off that menu of life. And if it changes, then change with you as you grow and time progresses, but keep believing that it's coming for you and it will. And I know that that's cliche and that's lame. And I even want to cringe hearing that because you're like, yeah, now that's easy for you to say like you found Arthur. So now it's easy for me to say it because I believe it. But that is why I'm telling you to believe it because I didn't. I went through so many phases too, where I was like, oh God, I'm going to be lonely forever. I'm never going to find somebody that gets me on a good level where I can just be myself. And now that I feel like I've found somebody that definitely fits that criteria, I'm like, whoa, this shit works. (laughs) So yeah, I guess that would be my advice. Again, this is just based on my own personal experience, but I truly do believe that if you are trying to manifest a love into your life, a specific coffee drinking hunk of a man that wants to create with you every day or whoever you want to order off the menu of life, if you're single in the moment, then just keep writing about it. Keep thanking the universe for that person as if they're already existing because heck, they are. There is a guy out there or a girl out there exactly like the person you want to be with. They're out there. So if you keep thanking the universe for bringing them to you, then you're aligning with that energy and odds are you're going to be more likely to meet that kind of person. Okay. So we've been talking about manifestation quite a bit. We're only four questions in. There's still quite a few more, but really quick, I'm going to leave you guys with a message from the sponsors that brought you guys today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So the next question comes in from it's underscore Julia underscore Guglia wanting to know what does a daily practice of manifestation look like? Again, this is just coming from personal experience, but for me, I like to do my manifestation when I'm journaling and when I am meditating. So those are like the two places that I allow myself to kind of just like dream, you know, kind of coast off and let your mind wander and just picture the types of things that you're looking to attract into your life. Okay. So sometimes too, if it's like later at night and I'm journaling, I'll do so like after I've just like explored either Pinterest or we hearted or just something that makes me feel super inspired. And I see some visuals because I'm a big 
visual person, but for others that could be, it might be listening to things like music. If you're like more of a, someone that learns through hearing. And if you're someone that learns through like, um, kinesthetic, I believe is the word, which is hands on, then you might be someone that needs to physically make a dream board, but either way, whatever you use, anything that's going to get you inspired and connect like an emotional reaction to something physical is also really helpful. So doing little practices like that, just keeping everything around you inspiring and then using that inspo to let your mind kind of wander with happier thoughts and happier vibrations while you're meditating and while you're journaling or while you're planning too, like in your bullet journal or on a planner and just like picturing what life would look like to you if it was best case scenario. Whatever it is, whatever you end up writing down, whatever you end up conjuring up in your mind or thinking about, you thank the universe for that life. And then that life has a higher probability of aligning itself to you and attracting itself to you and into your life. So I would definitely say doing things like meditating, doing things like journaling. You could even keep like an online journal, just opening up like a notepad on your computer if you find that you're faster at typing, anything like that that's just going to keep you constantly thinking about the life that you're trying to attract to yourself and constantly thankful for it as if it's already yours. The sixth question comes in from evolve living underscore blog, wanting to know what are you manifesting at the moment and how do you make it come to life? So like I mentioned, I'm a visual person. So lately I've been working on like a lot of just like mood boards on my computer late at night when I just feel like I need that little boost of inspo, just anything from fashion, anything from songs, music, really cool art, any kind of just visual representation. Usually I surf through We Heart It. Sometimes I'll go on Pinterest. Sometimes even just like I'll keep quotes on my desktop, just anything that's kind of like a mood board that helps me feel like I'm aligning with the mood that I'm in or aligning the mood that I'm in to something that is positive and creative. So that is definitely one way that I attract the things that I'm trying to manifest into my life in terms of what I'm actually looking to manifest right now. For 2019 in particular, definitely a lot of travel. Right now, I'm not doing the best job at manifesting this, but I'm trying to manifest a lot of zen into my life, just a lot of feeling very calm and at ease. And I try and picture myself going through the things that I know that I have on my to-do list and going through even just like the things I have planned for the year ahead and just picture myself going through it all very calm and very collectively. And then after that, just like trying to picture all of the goodness that is going to come from these things. And then even doing that, that right now has been like a main focus for me for like short-term manifestation. And then the mood board thing, kind of aligning that energy so that I'm able to feel really good about all the things I'm doing in my life. That's definitely how I'm getting, I would say productive in terms of my big, big, big dreams and goals. When I think long-term for my life, what I would love to manifest is definitely living somewhere warm. I've always wanted to live in Hawaii and I've been thinking about that more often lately and thinking about what it would be like to live like half time in Hawaii in like the winter months and then coming back to Canada for the summer months so that I can be around my siblings when they have children and when I decide to have children and all of that. So that's definitely what I think of in terms of living. Could you imagine doing yoga by the beach every morning? Like that would be amazing. And then definitely kids, as you just heard, <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting all clammy. It's kind of weird to share what your deepest desires are, but ultimately being a mom, creating, constantly creating, constantly writing, and just constantly hanging out with you guys. Hopefully we're still doing coffee talk podcasts then, you know? The next question comes in from Abs in the Andrews, wanting to know, how can you attract the energy you want into your life when you're so stuck in the old? 
holy crap, can I relate to this? This is something I I could literally relate to yesterday, if not like last week, if not last month. I go through so many yo-yoing phases between feeling new energy and then feeling stuck in old energy. I think that that's so normal. So the first thing I want to get across to you is that don't feel afraid if you're finding it really hard to stay hooked in that attraction energy. It is really hard to retrain our brains, okay? We are predisposed to constantly be weary of any kind of threat. And when you have that hypervigilance of this is a threat, this is a threat, this is a threat. It becomes really hard to stay in an abundance attitude and an abundance mindset because you're constantly trying to look for problems in case you need to solve them. But problems and looking for them all the time kind of creates a very pessimistic mindset and a pessimistic attitude, even though it can be very helpful. So I guess one thing you could do is definitely learn to turn your negative moods and emotions into positives channel the energy that they're giving you because they are still giving you energy, whether it is positive emotion or positive energy or negative emotion and negative energy. Either way, it's energy. And you can, if you can basically focus in on it, channel it into a positive reaction or a positive outcome, which will then turn that old stuck energy into good new energy. So if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling like you can't push past that stuck feeling of emotion and bad energy and you're afraid that it's going to linger, instead of feeling the fear of it lingering, channel all of the aggression and like a frustration that it's creating within you or whatever emotion it's pulling within you and channel it into creating something that you've always wanted to create or doing something you've always wanted to do and just get out there and make something with it, you know? And that'll kind of get you out of that stuck feeling. Okay, so our next question comes in from Hanny Phantom, wanting to know, do you believe that things happen for a reason no matter if they're a little inconvenience? Okay, really good question. I am going to give the most annoying answer in the world and say that I can see both sides. Part of me definitely believes that everything happens for a reason. Part of me definitely does not believe in coincidence. I think that there is a lot of things that happen for reasons. There's a lot of key messages or maybe key wisdom because messages sounds like it's coming from someone else. Whereas wisdom is just seeing or connecting to something that makes sense. So when I say that, I think that there's definitely things that we can learn and definitely things that happen for a reason. There are things that align into our life, whether they're tiny little inconveniences like being stopped at a red light or sleeping past your alarm for whatever day, whatever reason. And those things to me, I think happen for reasons that if we are tuned in enough and aware enough, we can pick up the wisdom that comes from being hyper aware of those things. But at the same time, I also see the other side of things because there is a lot of question there because if everything happens for a reason, then why is there so much bad in the world? You know, why is there so much tragedy? Why is there people that decide to do horrific things? And that's a question that I definitely don't think I am equipped to answer it. And that's why it's hard to say that I'm I'm very conflicted on it because I think about this often and I wonder if everything is meant to happen for a reason, then 
how are those things like how do those things happen you know but in terms of just my own personal daily life even the times in my life that i was like why is this happening or i felt like i was really like just struggling with whatever even if it was a minor inconvenience even if it was just being more irritable than usual like being stuck at a red light and i'm like freaking out about it for no stupid reason i've often found that i either learn something automatically within the next few days from it or looking back on harder phases of my life, I've noticed now that they were pivotal points that led to the life that I've been ultimately trying to build. And so I'm 50-50 on that one too. So I'm like, it's hard for me to say. From what I've experienced, I don't believe in coincidence, but it is definitely a question mark that I'm still trying to answer myself. The next question comes in from Catherine Grace, wanting to know how to vibe with the earth slash energy of the universe to manifest instead of society. Holy crap, I was so happy when I read this question because this is something I also am struggling with lately. Like, I can sometimes scroll on my phone and feel so inspired after, and I can sometimes scroll on my phone and feel like absolute crap. And it's one of those things that, again, I've been struggling with it. I've been talking to my therapist about it because I don't like how heavily affected I am by society. It's so it's true. We all are. We all are very, very affected by the things that we are seeing on a daily basis, whether we like it or not, or whether we notice it or not. And it's hard then sometimes to get back to the basics of just connecting to energy or earth, or even just things as simple as breathing or sunlight or taking a breath of fresh air. I know I just said breathing, but breathing is the biggest one where we forget how much of a freaking phenomenon it is that we do breathe and how lucky we are to sustain ourselves on this like living planet. And society definitely gets in the way because we are not meant or our brains are not meant to be that spiritually woke all the time. Although I definitely believe there are people out there that have tapped into that, but we get caught up in day-to-day things because we're human and we're flawed. That said, I think the best way to get good at tapping into earth energy rather than society energy is to just be more aware. Because the more aware you are, the more you can realize, okay, I'm getting a little bit too affected by this right now. Time to turn this off. Time to put my phone away. Time to do something that makes me connect back to the earth. I don't think you should be so afraid or we should be so afraid, even myself, because like I said, I'm also struggling with this lately that we should be so afraid to tap into society too, because that's where we are going to be able to make a change. And we are a part of society. And if we want to make a difference in it, then we have to be a part of it and tap into it. But I definitely think that with more awareness and more consciousness on a daily basis of where we're at, we're able to gauge when we're starting to feel like it's tipping our scales energetically and tipping us out of balance so that we can be like, okay, time to turn it off. Time to check out of society for a little while. Time to check back inward. And however that is for you, it might not even be plants and energy or meditating or yoga. That could be time to just, you know, journal, time to paint, time to sing, time to just do whatever it is that you do that taps you into something that's bigger than yourself. Question number 11 comes in from D-I-V-Y, so D-I-V-Y-A-M-U-R-U-G-A. D-I-V-Y-A-M-U-R-U-G-A. <laughs> she wants to know, I've seen a lot of conflicting opinions on how frequently you should visualize. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are trust your intuition. I think that we know when we're going overboard and overkill and 
when we're not, you know, putting enough effort in. So it's definitely something that I think we can get very lost in the visualization of things and that can turn us a little shallow. I think that we have to make sure that we're tapping into our initial like intention with everything, even when we're visualizing. And that is where your gut comes into play because I feel like we always know on some cosmic level when we've tipped the scales of being like, I'm visualizing a happy, healthy life for me and I'm visualizing a shallow materialistic idea of what I want happiness to look like. And that is where visualization can definitely get out of balance. It's hard to know because I think everybody's different with how much you should visualize and how frequently you should. It's hard to say. And I think that that's why we need to sharpen our own like self-awareness to know like whether you journal after you meditate or you journal after you visualize or you don't to just ask yourself afterwards, like, what is it that I want most out of what I'm doing right now? And why do I want it? Because it's the why that's going to tell you where or how much you should hold on to the visualization that you're doing. For me, visualizing definitely is a part of my meditation, but it's not the whole meditation. I try not to let myself run too far away with my thoughts and my visions because we are like crazy creative. The human brain is so cool in the fact that we dream and the fact that we can visualize and the fact that we can do those things. So Bentley's having a dream right now and he's making the cutest little sounds like whimpering. I wish you guys could hear. So yes, speaking of dreaming, we are very creative and our brains can run wild with visualization. But that's why I think that if you keep it just like a part of your regimen, but not the whole thing, then it puts it into a nice little slot of your manifestation routine amongst writing and tapping into your emotions for the day, tapping into just your breath, trying to clear your mind, whatever it is that you do. I mean, that's my thoughts. I feel like I definitely overcomplicated that answer, but hopefully I answered what you were saying in the sense of just check in with yourself on why. And that is how you'll know if you're doing enough or if you should maybe kick back a little bit. So the last question that I have for you guys today comes from Michaela161213, wanting to know, How to manifest without unintentionally putting pressure on yourself. Holy smokes. It's like you guys knew exactly what questions I myself have been asking myself. I love doing your guys' questions because it puts me on the spot to come up with an answer. And then when I'm answering for somebody else, it makes it so much easier for me to see the answer for myself. Does that make sense? Like I said, I am not a guru or an expert at this. I am literally learning alongside you guys, but... In terms of not putting too much pressure on yourself when you're trying to manifest a great life for you, I think that comes from gratitude. For me, I can tell when I have tipped my scales and I'm too far into the manifestation mode, if tapping back into the present moment is almost like a letdown. And that's how I know that I'm trying or wishing or wanting too much. And when you want too much, a lot of the times that just stems from not being grateful for what you already have. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with wanting. I think that too much want can put us out of balance. But I think that if you remain grateful for where you are, that's what helps you align with being able to manifest without putting too much pressure on yourself. Because you're able to see like, even though I'm not there yet, I'm also totally okay where I'm at right now. There isn't this crazy pressure to get there because the whole process is part of enjoying the whole journey of getting there. I know that that sounds cliche, but it's true. No matter what kind of life or what kind of dream or goal you're trying to manifest, obviously the thought of manifesting it is bringing you a lot of joy. But enjoy the journey too. And like 
appreciate the process of where you're at now because one day you'll look back and explain the story of how you manifested exactly what you wanted and this part right now that you're in is a part of that story. And then you're going to want to relish and enjoy exactly where you were today. So today you should relish and enjoy in it for that version of you. Because even once you get what you are manifesting, I think that no matter what you've already manifested in your life, we can all agree that no matter how hard you want something when you get it, there's always something new to want. So that whole want never really goes away. The whole trick I think to life anyways is that while you're trying to manifest the life of your dreams because you deserve to, because you're a human being experiencing this life on this planet, I think you should. But I definitely think that no matter what you're trying to manifest, we can all definitely enjoy like exactly where we're at or we should try and be grateful and enjoy exactly where we're at because it's all we're ever really promised. So there you guys have it. That is my thoughts and just, I guess, opinions on manifestation. If you guys want me to dive further into this topic or explain more so like my experiences with manifestation and all that, definitely let me know. I can make a video on it. I could do a little mini coffee catch up or we could do another future Coffee Talk podcast episode. Totally, totally cool and down for whatever. Again, like I mentioned, I don't even know who I am to think I can talk about manifestation because it's one of those things that I'm still still learning and I still struggle with on a daily basis too. I fall in and out of the belief system of it. I fall in and out of feeling like I'm on high vibes and when I'm low vibrations. So take what I have to say with just the fact of knowing that it's just from my personal experience and I'd love to hear your guys' personal experience. So feel free, tweet it at me, Instagram it at me, and tell me your experience with manifestation. Have you guys ever manifested anything into your life? Moral of the story here is if you are looking to manifest things into your life, here's what I would say to keep your mind focused on. Meet the vibration of what you are trying to manifest. Try and keep yourself in that mood. Like keep yourself in alignment with what you're trying to bring most towards you and don't get too far into the wanting or too far into the I don't deserve this because that's how we knock ourselves out. You can't almost want it so badly that you have to have it because then that's also going to keep you from getting it. You almost need to plant the seed of what you want in your life and then let it go and come back to where you are right now with like gratitude and full awareness to just enjoy every single moment that you can until you get to what you're trying to manifest. Try not to think about it every single day and prepare yourself to take your time and allow it to arrive slowly but surely. Show up and be ready for it when it does arrive or when you start to see signs for it and realize that there is not one single thing that has happened or that will ever happen to you that will ever go wasted. So even the point of your life that you're in right now, no matter how far away you feel from what you're trying to manifest, this is all leading to it. So enjoy it. Nothing is coincidence or, I mean, we're 50-50 on that, right? But still, from what we can say, potentially nothing is coincidence, but trust that everything is happening and showing up for you to help you become exactly who you want and who you're meant to be. So I'm going to tap out. I'm going to go fill up my cup and I'm going to go film a video because it's a heavy content day. So I hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with me and I'll talk to all of you guys next week. Bye guys.